Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the physical, digital, even more tiny than normal tiny room. I am Michael, the co-host of the podcast, which is called Michael and Benjamin's Podcast. And I am joined today by the man who has been described as the man who is sitting uncomfortably close to me. It's Benjamin. Could you please take your hand off my knee, Michael? No. But Ben, <laughs> Ben, great news. What? We have also been joined by the lady who has been called the doctor of instruction. <laughs> it's Rachel. Rachel, say hello. Hello. Could you please put your hand on my knee? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, also, from now on, uh, Rachel will be referred to as the witness in the upcoming court case <laughs> of Michael versus Benjamin. Um, or it's the other way around. Uh, you case. are the litigant, so it's... Benjamin versus the state. So many terrible jokes. Can we move away from this, please? <laughs> right. So, Ben, look, let's move on to our first conceit. I am I I'm just off the plane. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back from Australia. From Australia? I'm back from Australia. What are you doing in Australia? Well, I got my nose got sunburnt. That's you, one of the that's main things. One of the big we things. are sitting very close <laughs> together, so Ben. Close. I can see the pores on your nose. <laughs> this is terrifying. Um yes, I'm back from Australia, Ben. And I had gone to Australia to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. You went to see Ant-Man and the Wasp? That's it, yes. That was more New Zealand, I felt. Uh, fair enough. Rachel, are you aware of the situation with Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, not really. Fill me in. Look, Rachel, we're not allowed to watch it because the World Cup is on. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well, we have to wait. Well, the World Cup was on because as this podcast is going out Monday morning, the final has just finished. Oh, congratulations, and Croatia. Yeah. Oh, that's a risk. That's a risk. Risque. There goes our French relationship. Um, congratulations to the winning team. We knew you could do it um, in, in general. But yeah, you probably don't mind so much that Ant-Man and the Wasp has been delayed in favour of the World Cup. I don't mind because I feel like I've missed a lot because of the World Cup. Like what? Oh. Well, there's a lot. Like, I haven't been going to the cinema. I have vouchers to the cinema. I haven't gone to see anything because of the World Cup. It's your fault. You are the people. I'm the people. You are yeah. the people. I'm the people. I've always felt that everything in the world is my fault. So mm-hmm. thanks you're, for playing into that. You're, <laughs> a, you're a human dip in revenue. It's a tragedy. Look, anyway, back to the conceit. Back to I'm the back conceit. from Australia. Mm-hmm. I have my cork hat oh God. and my boomerang. Oh, God. And... I've been to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Congratulations. And, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Look, was it worth <laughs> that, that whole conceit? That, yeah, well, was, yeah, was it worth was it worth, for? was it worth two and a half thousand euro or five and a half thousand Australian dollars, presumably? No, probably not. Oh. Look, look, it's fine. It's a good film. But, you know, it's a, it's a lightweight chase adventure film. Ben is just signaling me to move even closer. <laughs> it's a it's a lightweight chase adventure film. Um, look, Ben, have you seen the film? Rachel, have you? Ben probably hasn't because this was before he was born. And as you know, yeah. things from before he's born don't count. Have you seen the film Romancing the Stone? I have oh seen the film goodness. Romancing the Stone, a classic Michael Douglas caper. Exactly. Where he did sort of weird erotic sex. I know. Thrillers. Catherine Zeta Jones. No, Ben. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Romancing the Stone, actually, the first shot of Romancing the Stone is a is a woman's nipple in a wet shirt. I know, that probably has to be one of the most paused moments. That's a good <laughs> podcast, actually. Yeah. The most paused moments, Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. Uh, yes, or yeah. Jamie Rachel. Lee Curtis in uh, the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger is a spy. Yes, yes, What's yeah. that called? Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, is a spy? You know that one? Oh, you do know. Where he's like, Red do, do it slow. No, do it's not. Sm- no, no, Red no. guns. No. No, ben, no. You're so young. You're Get so young. What am I Get to the chopper. No, Get to the ready. chopper. No, that's a different Get film. to the tape recorder. Go. Go. <laughs> Confide your secrets. 
Go. No, this no? has turned really weird. Anyway, that's a good topic for a podcast. So Just Rachel is ensuring that she comes back to the podcast, yeah. which we, we, only, we are only too happy to facilitate well, hold here. hold on, Ben. So far, so good. Hold on, so but far, so good. Let's not, let's not spend our loads Excuse here. my optimism. What was I saying? Um, Romancing Ant-Man, the Stone. Wasp, yes. Romancing Stone. So, Romancing the Stone. Uh, do you remember the movie Romancing the Stone? There's a, Romancing the Stone is a three-way chase mm-hmm. for a thing. Yeah. Right? And that's basically the story of Ant-Man. It's a three-way chase. It's a get-the-thing film. Or a thing. Cool. Yeah, it's a get-the-thing film. That MacGuffin sure is, is special. A, yeah, Go. Is there a thing or is it a MacGuffin? There's a thing. There is a thing. But the thing keeps changing. They need one thing and then the other people oh. get the thing. Right, okay. And then they get that thing back. But then the thing that they needed that thing for gets stolen by another group. Okay. Right. But the reason I bring up Romancing the Stone is because A, it stars a sexy young Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Ant-Man stars a not sexy old Michael Douglas. Mm. But it? Yeah. He's, he's the original Ant-Man, Hank wow. Pym. Hank Pym is, is Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Wow. The, the, the major problem with the movie is that it's, it's a bit muddied in what it wants to be. If it was just a Get mm. the Thing Chase movie, the Get the Thing Chase bits are very good. Yes. Yeah. But they're also, there's a lot of just going home between chase scenes. And having a chitty chat. Like. And having a chat. Mm. And there's also the whole trying to rescue her mother subplot. How was Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer is barely in it. Well, ah, well-known childhood mm. formative experience for Michael. Well, Ben, th- that's, Michelle Pfeiffer. that's what we're going yeah. to talk about. Let's not talk about that yet. We won't talk about that yet. It's we'll coming up. Um, she's in it, but she spends. I think there's probably more of her de-aged in it than there is of her currently. I don't know if I disagree with that. No, it's fine. I, don't, I think I that's think, okay. I think Ben, are you saying all women should be? No, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. I'm shaking my head. That's here, not what I said. I'm shaking my head. If you shake it closer, a, we might be able to actually hear the the air move. As the first mic. female guest, I am shaking my head at Benjamin. <laughs> oh, avocado look. on toast here. <laughs> That's is that a, is that a millennial crack? That when I came in, I was not. It was. I was not. The chili flakes on it. It was free range Guatemalan avocados on toast. Get That's it right. Disgusting. Can I talk about Ant Man? Yes, please. Sorry. What was I saying? Yes. Also, here's the other niggle, Ben. This is the other niggle the other I have what? about it. The other niggle. The other one. <laughs> Leave that, Ben. That's not good. That's not good podcasting. You're the one that said it, not me. The other niggle is. Remember in the first movie how it was quite inventive. Yes. And you were like, oh, look, now they're fighting with Thomas the Tank Engine. And now that ant is huge. Yeah. And do you remember in Civil War when Ant-Man grew giant? When he gets all big. Yeah. And the whole seminar goes, oh. Yeah. Because it was a shock. Exactly. There's nothing surprising with size changing in the whole film. If you've seen the trailers, you've seen every sight size changing sight gag in the whole film. Don't like that. No. Don't like that at all. Very disappointing. Don't like that Uh, at all. The salt shaker. Mm-hmm. The Pez, Pez dispenser, dispenser. Mm-hmm. the little cars flipping over the big cars. It's you've, it's all you've, there. It's all you've seen. Every sight gag about size changing. Mm. The giant man uh, going to the boat. It's uh, it's a little yeah. disappointing. Do you remember a few weeks ago we talked about how? Do you re- Ben? <laughs> do you remember <laughs> a the few, shit out of the listeners? Thanks do you remember a few weeks ago how you pointed out that is it Vox? No, what company is it that makes those behind the scene? Short uh, it is Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Of all things. <laughs> Peyton Reed did a behind the scenes... Of an Ant-Man fight of scene. Of an Ant-Man fight scene. And he does not sound like an artist. He's like, and now she uses this disc to make the shawl shaker bigger. 
Oh, so he's just got to... Because if you put that in comparison with the Black Panther one, the one that Ryan Coogler does, the Ryan Coogler one is actually fascinating when you see the thought process behind everything. Like, he mm-hmm. works, like, African nation national flag colours into the scenes and how they interact with each other. And he's, like, into it. He's like, yeah. And then she has to move like this because she's this type of woman and this mm-hmm. type of woman is a spy, so she moves differently. Like, it's fascinating to hear how he broke that scene down. Or this sounds you, ridiculous. Or if you watch the Rousseau brothers talking about the scene on Infinity War, exactly. they talk about how they use a pan of the camera for exactly. comedy. And how that all builds into the scene. Well, in this, amazing. Peyton Reed says, and the disc shoots out of her wrist. <laughs> and, Ooh. Like, he sounds enthusiastic. But. But, look, uh, it sounds like I'm moaning. I'm not moaning. It's a fine film, but it's a little bit light and inconsequential. And I don't think I'll go see it again and add to the Irish box office figures when it does come out. Because so, you saw it in Australia. In your face, Marvel. Boom. Yeah. Moving it back a month didn't help. No. Fair on enough. the other hand, Ben, Cloak and Dagger is still very good. Get on it. Segway. Get on it. Um, why? What's, what's so good about Cloak and Dagger this the time? The last episode was go an on. episode, uh, a Groundhog Day episode, Ooh. a famous science fiction and fantasy trope. How did they build that up? Uh, it's inside someone's brain. Oh. So it's both in the mindscape and, uh, and 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 Groundhog Day. Do they do a lot of mindscaping in in no, Cloak first and time. No first. Well, first they do. No, they do a bit of mindscaping because oh, the whole baby's touching each other's powers. Yeah, you know how they can touch people and freak them out. That's the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> baby's so, yeah. first mindscape. Ant Man and the Wasp, good but not spectacular. And Cloak and Dagger, get on it. It's very good. Awful good. Although you'll have to fly to America to see it legally. Dead America. Will we go to the airport after it? Uh, yeah, come Will on. you give us a lift? I will give you both a lift. Great. That's great. To the airport. Sorted. Sorted. Yeah. Cool. So, Ben, you may know that sometimes people listen to the podcast. Sometimes. Um, sometimes by mistake, because they <laughs> leave their podcast player open after listening to a more popular podcast. God bless AutoCue. We'd have nothing without yeah, it. Yeah, just feed that algorithm. But sometimes, Ben, on purpose... Sometimes. Yeah. And Ben, we've had a response from one of our listeners. We did. I, I can't remember his name. What's his name? I can't remember his name either. But it was a very good comment. Um, last week, I gave a little kind of summary of Tom King's run on Not Your Friend Tom King. Before you even do I could see you eyeing it up at the side of your head. I'm not letting it. Not letting it. Mixed friend Tom King. <laughs> and Rachel on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, um, I haphazardly weighed it in as usual I didn't have any figures Michael loves a figure because it backs up his point very well I, I'm more of a broad strokes guy as we know um, <laughs> crap <laughs> that was unintentional uh, any comments uh, referencing that can be put down below um, but uh, I mistakenly according to one fan said that Tom King's run has been quite popular his argument was that the uh, Tom King's run has been quite divisive. For mixed one, Tom King. Uh, no, not mixed friend Tom King. Um, <laughs> Tom, Tom King, the DC writer. Okay, sorry, I got confused. <laughs> Tom King, the DC writer's run has been quite divisive among fans. For oh, oh. so his name is Oh Crimey Pipes, <laughs> which is a great name, by the way. I'm so glad we looked that up. Um, yeah, so. His argument, and he does apologise beforehand, saying that it's a bit of a rant. You've and I don't, I don't. You've assumed there it's a man, then. I have, I have. My apologies again. Classic sexism. Gender assumptions. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. Um, but I have assumed that. Um, the the commenter. Yes, very good. Has ooh, posited. Say, ooh, crimey pipes. Ooh, crimey pipes has posited um, that Tom King's run is mixed friend Tom King. King. No, not mixed friend Tom King. Maybe you should call him DC's Tom King. Just yeah, DC's Tom King yeah. has spoiled the character of Batman 
for one key reason. Um, Batman traditionally is referred to as the world's greatest detective or... Yeah, the cerebral assassin. He's, he's, don't know if he's referred <laughs> to H, as the cerebral that, That's one we can... Add. Who is it? Triple H. <laughs> From the wrestling. <laughs> From the wrestling. We'll show you how to do the pedigree after the thing. Yeah. Out in the garden. <laughs> nice hard concrete. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening. But you were talking about uh, Mick's friend Tom um, King. <laughs> DC's Tom King has made him into more of a punch first sorted out later kind of character like kind of guy um, yeah. and for many uh, diehard Batman fans um, of, of which I am I'm one I would yeah. argue um, that has rubbed people the wrong way and I went and I bought War of the Riddles um, on Friday to do a little bit of proper research on this um, and I would almost have to agree with that part oh. of the, the comment yes Batman doesn't seem to be able to Ooh. handle problems on his own. And to end the War of the Riddles, spoilers on a, an old comic run, um, to end the War of the Riddles, he has to pick a side. And he chooses the Riddler's side in Joker versus Riddler. Right. And he works with the with the Riddler's army to take out the well, Joker's army. The Riddler, he's a real bad bloke. He's a real bad egg. But he does seem more negotiable with... Yes. They weigh it up. And the way that they decide on this is uh, Bruce Wayne... Batman's an, alter ego. If you were a and d fan, the Riddler would be lawful evil. Yes, I suppose he would. He I has rules. I think you're right, Nick. I he think. is a cerebral assassin. He weighs up the pros and cons. See? So. But he doesn't kill people. Well done, Nick. Unless, thanks, Rachel. In that regard, I think that the commenter is probably right. But he, or she, um, See? Ooh, has... Crimey Pipes. <laughs> ooh, Crimey Pipes has posited that a, a lot of the run kind of moves the character away. I would argue that for the villains of Batman, mm-hmm. uh, DC's Tom King has um, brought them back to their core pathologies right. as, as characters. Um, Joker isn't zany all the time and mm-hmm. over the top and completely unpredictable. His love of Batman is very clear again and it drives all of his psychotic acts again. The Riddler is a Riddler again. When he's not a weird jigsaw puzzle master from the Arkham games. They're not trying to make him cool and edgy in a, a new kind of way. Right. His pathology is very much present and constant just again. Just a, a classic riddle. Just a classic riddle now and then. But he's yeah. just really twisted in how he brings the riddle to to bear. Uh, and a lot of the characters, because it goes back, um, the, the War of the Joke and the Riddles is kind of set in the past. It's Batman That's telling a, a story. Yeah, it's framed as Batman telling a story oh, to no. Catwoman. Ben, we hate prequels. Yeah, I know we hate prequels. But I would say that a lot of the villains get a much better pathology and they go back to their original roots as a character. And it's way more a showpiece for um, his villains than it is for Batman. However, having read the issue again, the huge ending to War of the Riddles is... Are we okay with spoilers? Yeah, gonna, yeah. yeah. Do How, spoilers? Old is it? How old is it? It's, it's about... A year, not a year it's about a couple of months no go on, do yeah, it. Go on. we'll do spoilers from this point on anyway the big joke is that Batman goes to stab Riddler in the face that and doesn't him. sound very Batman exactly and the Joker stops him by putting his hand in front of the Riddler's face and the knife goes through the Joker's hand and doesn't oh. get to the Riddler that's so, not how yeah. hands or knives work no it's it's not but it, it, it DC's nice. Tom King doesn't have a grasp of that I couldn't say much for your friend Tom King maybe he has a better grasp of knife you never, you never grasp a knife, Ben. You don't, do. you don't you, grasp a knife. You cut your fingers. Oh, that's news to me. To that explains a lot of hospital bills. Um, but yeah, so the the conceit is Batman couldn't sort this out on his own, and he actually resorts to this massively uh, emotional response mm-hmm. to trying to um, 
kill the Riddler. Why would he just stab him in the face instead of like shooting him into space with some sort of special batarang? I think this is oh crimey peeps. <laughs> Pipes? Peeps? Pipes? Pipes. Oh crimey peeps. Um, <laughs> oh crimey peeps. If you could weigh in down below oh crimey peeps peeps. Oh my gosh. Uh, and let us know how it goes. Um, and uh, yeah. So <clears throat> he doesn't sort it out himself. What he does is he resorts to violence at all points. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's very little planning. There's a little bit of planning in the war and joking the reels on Batman's side. But Batman's actually a kind of a loss during this whole war. Um, and that's not very Batman-y. Right. But I would feel that the main division in the Batman fandom is the super, ma- super god Batman Grant Morrison fans mm-hmm. who think that Batman is infallible at all times. Back to this again, Ben. But this is a big thing. <laughs> it's a big thing. And I think the other people who enjoyed Scott Schneider's run enjoyed going back a little bit further and seeing Batman as a vulnerable character. Because mm-hmm. I think Scott Schneider made Batman quite a vulnerable character anyway. He's often at a loss. And what makes him an impressive character is that he finds the will to get through that Was anyway. Was Scott Schneider before? Scott Schneider was before DC's Tom King. Oh, damn it. Nice try. Uh, Nice try. But anyway, that is my response. I would agree that his Batman needs a lot of work in terms of characterization. um, But I wouldn't agree. Some of the villain work has been very good. What I would say is, very possibly, the marriage proposal, etc., 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 is very possibly a a machination by Bane um, to break the bat. So he's possibly manipulated by Psycho Pirate from the start of DC's Tom King run. Uh, Now I have to do that every time. But I would argue that maybe Batman has been manipulated by Bane from the start of this run and he never actually weakened and proposed to Catwoman or did any of that. So I'd propose to Catwoman. Only Michelle. If I I believed in the Institute of Marriage. Boom! Boom. That's got to scare some listeners. (laughs) Yeah, because three people. Marriage. marriage. (laughs) Rachel. Michael. Do you like a Spider-Man? I do like a Spider-Man, yes. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a Spider-Man. Ben, are you a fan of a Spider-Man? I am a fan of a Spider-Man. Do a thing about Spider-Man, then. Do a thing about Spider-Man. Michael, this week you had a comic roundup. I did, Ben, every week. Every week you have a comic roundup. It's a thing. Marketing. It's a thing Subtle we do. Subtle marketing, on Rachel. On the gram. On the gram. on the gram. At, at Michael... Is it at Mick and Ben? At Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Is it? It's the at full, Michael and Benjamin's yeah. podcast. the full bloody at. Yeah. Um, yeah. You picked up the new... Marvel number one Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, drawn by Ryan Otley and written by... Some guy. Some guy. Oh, that's not good. Spencer? That's some... Spe- yeah. Spencer. Written by Spencer. Everybody knows Spencer. Frank um, Spencer. It's not, Frank Spencer. It's not up there in your pile, is it? Uh, um, I've got piles, Ben. You've got... Uh, <laughs> we know that, Michael. There it is. There it is. It's written by... Or it's drawn by Ryan Otley and it's, it's written the by... Bloody, the bloody details are near the back. Oh, man. This, this is just podcast gold. Two men flipping through a comic uh, book. Nick. Nick Spencer. You weren't... You weren't... You weren't wrong. Um, Nick Spencer. Um, and it's rather interesting. You were right. Um, Mary Jane is just Adam Eve. Yes. Um, Ryan Otley doesn't know how to draw redheaded women with variety. Well, hold on now. <laughs> Let's not cast aspersions at Ryan Otley. He's a fantastic artist. He's a very good artist. He is well aware of the fact that his, he's mentioned it a couple of times. He's mentioned his it on his gram as well yeah. that he that his MJ looks a lot like uh, Adam Eve, and his his Peter Parker looks a lot like Mark Grayson. Grayson, thanks. Um, He's, he's, he's aware of it. Even the cover for next week, which is included at the back, which is a famous Spider-Man character. It's a bit of a spoiler, so I'm not going to say yeah, it. Yeah, we won't say it. It's okay, a famous yeah. Spider-Man it character. It came out this week, so uh-huh. we don't spoil. Screaming at Spider-Man. That looks very similar to a piece he did a few yeah. years ago with a famous uh, 
Invincible villain. Invincible villain. Screaming at the replacement Invincible. Even the opening shots of this issue where all the heroes are together fighting a, an alien invasion. All the splash page. And that's yeah. not spoilers. That is very reminiscent of every single Invincible yes. grand superhero yeah. event where right. they're all together fighting yeah. the one thing and they're all a bit overwhelmed. Um, so it's interesting to see how his art dynamic is very invincibly. It's very invincibly, but by golly, Ben, by it's gosh, by, by, gum. by gum, by cock, does it, you can say that, that's a phrase, by, by cock. cock, does it look like, uh, does it suit Spider-Man, isn't it, can't you say by cock, no, Don't, isn't that like an old fashioned, <laughs> by cock or by cock, yeah, an old fashioned British farmer thing, oh, by cock, it's, uh, it suits Spider-Man. It's, look, it suits Spider-Man is what um, I'm going to say. Ladies and gentlemen, the number for a stroke helpline will be included <laughs> oh, at the Jesus end of today's episode because Michael can smell toast. Um, well, yeah. Always going back to strokes. Um, <laughs> I like a broad stroke. What? Oh, I heard um, Anyway, uh, the, I thought it was very, I thought it was good. It was a good first issue. Yeah. Um, going back to basics. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Mary Jane has been reintroduced in a big way. Um, ben, can I be honest with you? Go on. I haven't been following Spider-Man for the last few yeah. years. So Neither have I. That wasn't big news to me. Neither have I. But what I would say is, I had no idea that all the superheroes hated Spider-Man so much. They don't, Ben. They that's, don't. That's the plot of that comic book, you'll remember. They don't actually hate him. No, that's the, that's the, you've just, that's the plot of that comic book. Oh, okay. That, that you find out why in okay. that comic book. I see. There's no more to it. Oh, okay. So there's nothing new to it. Yeah, no. Damn it. So you have to, we have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. We have to wait and see. Yeah, um, but it's it's a real return to form for Spider-Man in terms of... Because we had the, a couple of years there where, where we did some things. There was a body swap with Otto Octavius. There was, that was uh, very good. There, it was very good, but it wasn't the Spider-Man we've all come to know and love. Yeah. Spider-Man is like one of the core superheroes outside of the Avengers. I'd say he was Marvel's biggest seller for years and years and years and years. Uh, Spider-Man, Ben, Ben, that is... Very, that's a weird state. Spider-Man massively outsold the Avengers. There we go. Going to get some comments here on the yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah, there's going to be a Ben's retraction <laughs> for next week. That's, that's fine. Spider-Man massively outsold Ma- the Massively outsold. Massively. Yeah. The X-Men were the only competitors Spider-Man basically ever had in terms of sales figures. Fantastic. There we go. And then um, we had that strange thing where he sold his marriage to Mary Jane Watson to yeah. Mephisto so his Aunt May could come back. Is that? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It, which... Weird. Um, he also revealed his identity in Civil War, the original run. Are you just doing a retrospective on Spider-Man? No, no, but it's <laughs> it's how far they've come from the character. And now they're taking all the core elements of him being a down-and-out loser all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's coming back. Never being on top, because he was running his own company. He was... Um, then you are doing a retrospective yeah, yeah, on no, Spider-Man. I find, it in, I find it interesting that they're removing all that again and putting back... The, what's, this, what's the series called? The... Yeah, down, the, the down and out back to basics. <laughs> but, uh, he looks very hunky in that, which goes back to what you were saying last week. Go on. He looks when you were saying about like what would be the equivalent of uh, because yeah. nerds are cool. Mm-hmm. Spider Man looks quite hunky. Yeah, he doesn't look like the skinny little Peter Parker. A nebbish dweeb. A nebbish mm. dweeb. He kind of looks pretty buff. Yeah, he's pretty dishy. Yeah, and he's got a nice haircut. And he's got a nice mm. haircut. And and he's got attractive. nice clothes, and Mary Jane looks very friend. attractive. Very yeah. attractive lady friend. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the first. I mean, no spoilers. First page is a bit romantic. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very Titanic-y. Very Titanic-y, yeah. <laughs> Look, speaking of okay. comics... Go on. Come on. Speaking of comics, a few weeks ago, I bought my friend Rachel mm. uh, a comic book as a little present. Did Do you? you remember? It was on the gram. It was on the gram. And I, I got her Elvira. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And then Rachel said, 
Rachel said something about that comic, yeah, she... uh, which really resonated with not only us, but also with the Reddit. Apparently with the Reddit. Yeah. So Rachel and I had a little chat in, in, in a room in the building where we work um, because we don't say that live on air. Very, um, very nebulous. Very nebulous. Um, and, and Rachel mentioned that she felt... Well, I mean, you can say it yourself, Rachel. Say it yourself, Rachel. Rachel. Don't. Thanks, Sorry, ben. you Do don't. You don't need me here. Just, just <laughs> hold on, Rachel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna but let first, you finish. I'm gonna insult Ben a little bit. Yeah. You gonna do a retrospective on Rachel now as well, Ben? Do you wanna do a little retrospective about what Rachel has said, or you gonna leave it at Spider-Man? Sorry, Rachel. What was I wearing? Um, <laughs> Tell the, tell the listeners what a lovely lady I am. So anyway, we were talking about Mick bought me Elvira and Mick knows that I'm a big Elvira fan. And I watched it again as an adult. The first time I watched it was 1991. So you're talking about the movie, not the TV show. I'm talking about the movie, yeah. Hmm. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And I first watched it in 1991 and kind of watched it, loved it. Watched it with my sister. My aunt used to babysit us on a Friday night and she used to let us rent whatever movie we wanted Mm -hmm. from the video shop. We were fascinated. It was on Frederick Street in Dublin and there was a curtain at the back. Uh Oh. And it was the adult section. Oh. And me and my sister and my aunt used to hang around that section. Jesus. Just to laugh at the men going in. Oh. (laughs) Oh, it got a lot more sanitary there towards the end. So anyway, we were allowed to rent Elvira, which was probably... I think an 18s at the time, maybe a 15s or an 18s. And my sister confirmed it was 19 around 1991. And the cover was what appealed to me because there's this dark haired woman, mm-hmm. bouffanted woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. In a black dress. Mm-hmm. Massive boobs. De- decolletage. Massive decolletage. <laughs> Huge knockers. Huge knockers. Um, being burnt at the stake and I thought this kind of looks like my kind of film (laughs) so (laughs) I rewatched it again as an adult a couple of months ago and I noticed that she's always in black she always has this massive beehive red lipstick massive sunglasses leopard print car leopard print things I thought Rachel you're describing yourself I'm describing myself this is me I let that (laughs) film at a very formative age affect my whole life so that's kind of where we came to of things you might have seen too young and allowed them to have an impact on your life um can i can we do a test on you we call this the ben test okay um if that kind of if that movie came out in 1991 how old were you when you saw it so no the movie came out in 1988 1988 okay you have to think about how long it took videos to come to Ireland. Uh, yeah was that before or after me they had to come on Only you can answer that question then. Everything was in black and white. Um, so I was born in 1979. <laughs> so I would have been... Very good. 11 or 12. I don't know when I saw it okay. that year. Okay. So it would have been about 11 or 12. That's fair. For those formative years. How, mm-hmm. how risque is that film, Rich? Incredibly risque. Is it? I mean, it is just double entendre after double entendre. It begins... Mm-hmm. It opens with she's doing her TV show because she's trying to raise money to put on a Las Vegas burlesque show. Very good. And it begins with the director trying to grab her knockers. Oh. So it's the like it's the ultimate okay. Me Too film. You know? <laughs> yeah. She kicks him in the nuts. Right. Nice. What's his name? Harold Vodkastein. He has yeah. He's uh, <laughs> Harold Vodkastein. Was that too obscure? It was, it was too obscure. I yeah. was I was Harvey. I was doing it. Yeah, Harvey yeah, Wine. We were doing a play on alcoholic beverages because wine is an alcoholic wine. beverage. It was very good though. Yeah. It was. It was, it was. off yeah. the cuff. So anyway, she yeah. So she knees him in the nuts. Yeah. And then hightails it out there 
to try and raise this money for her show. She realizes then that her great aunt, mm-hmm. it's a great line. She says, I didn't even realize I had a good aunt, let alone a great Very aunt. Very good. Oh, good, so good, so good. Um, she finds out like the classic kind of trope of any good cartoon or any good film. She finds out her aunt has left her house, mm-hmm. but it's in New England. Ooh, we all Ooh. know what happened to ladies there. They hated yeah. England. And uh, <laughs> so she has to go and claim her birthright. Yeah, yeah. And she inherits this massive house and a dog, a poodle. Oh, very oh. good. Algonquin, I think is his name. <laughs> um, so she has to go and get this house from the... The bank. So the, the, the solicitor, I think it is, yeah. a lawyer. Some businessman. And the legal lads. She can't sell it because it's a wreck. So she meets this guy called Bob who runs the local indie cinema and he's immediately taken with her. Obviously. Obviously. I wonder why. What's she wearing? great knockers. What's she wearing? At this stage. A very low cut black dress. Mm -hmm. Lovely. A leopard print headscarf. Yes. Her massive beehive. Yes. Mm -hmm. And her leopard print car. Ooh, I just popped my pop shield there. Um, (laughs) And she... Um, So she's... Befriended by this hunk of spunk, so he's the only <laughs> hunk of spunk. He's a hunk of spunk, mate. Um, oh. Called Bob, and Bob has a girlfriend, which is really does. prissy. Yeah, and it kind oh, of follows yeah. the almost kind of Dickensian trope of like naming the characters after their. So there's like the Meekers, you know, okay, these little yeah. nosy neighbors. Sorry, did you just mention a trope out of nothing there, Rachel? Um, You're welcome to come back anytime <laughs> to the podcast. Benjamin. Um, and the lead woman who wants to get Elvira out is called Chastity Pariah. Of course she is. What a great name. <laughs> yeah. What a great name. So she has to do up the house to sell it. Michael. Yes. You know what it's like doing up a house. Look, I've done up my fair share of I've houses. I've done up my fair share of houses like myself. <laughs> but Elvira is on her own. Mm-hmm. And you know that a lot of the things are a two-man or maybe more a job. Yeah. Like many things in life. Yeah. Like if she's peeling the old wallpaper who's gonna scrape off the underlayer well that's it yeah welcome so, to good homekeeping <laughs> the podcast welcome to mid 30s the podcast <laughs> is it too late to hand in my letter of resume i'll do it after the podcast we're gonna start point. talking about ikea wardrobes yeah. next um but anyway so bob agrees to help her and then a group of young is bob's name real is bob's full name robert um, it never gets into his full name. He, only gets, he might be Bobbert. <laughs> That's disappointing. He might be Bobbins. Bobbin. I don't know. Yeah, he might be Bobbins. He might be Bobbinabago. I don't know. But Bob- anyway. Bobbert Littley. That's not a word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. So many more Kelly jokes. Let's move on. Um, so, and a group of teenage lads oh. offer to help. Why do you think they offer to help? Because of the decolletage. Yeah, that's why, that's why Ben. Yeah. That's why Ben agreed to this podcast. <laughs> you do and have I a fantastic am. set of knockers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was me. I was like, no, I'm fully sorry. buttoned up. Sorry, that's Mick. But um, yeah, he... So the local lads turn up and they offer to give her a hand. Oh, that's and very the good scene is like her bent over, ass in view. Do you have and a she, time code for that scene? Um, <laughs> Not off the top of my head, but she comes out with the classic line Go of... On. They said, Elvira, can we help you? And she says, okay, grab a tool and start banging. Yay! Classic. <laughs> and I think every time something like that comes out of my mouth... <laughs> At home, in the workplace, on the street. It's like, that's the Elvira in my head. That's Elvira in my head. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of full of those kind of double entendres, Mm -hmm. filth. She ends up poisoning the town and all of their... Do you not remember? Hang on, that took a a twist. Yeah, she decides to... They're having a, a, a day, like a town day, and she kind of thinks, right, well, maybe I should get to know them better. 
befriend them and it might help me sell this house quicker. Sure. But she uses a spell book given to her by her Uncle Vincent, who's evil. Uncle Evil Uncle Vinny. Spoiler alert from 1988. Is it evil. Vincent Price? It is not Vincent Price. Oh, that's disappointing. But, um, is it Vincent Brown? It's Vincent Brown. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what Vincent Brown sounds like. <laughs> Can you smell burnt toast? <laughs> is there someone who looks after you? Um, but yeah, so she ends up... Um, she ends up poisoning the town because mm-hmm. he gives her this recipe book and she makes this thing. A casserole. Mm-hmm. What? What's in it? It makes them all oh, very, very randy. Oh, very good. Oh, goodness. You went with horny. I went with randy. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. Would you prefer horny or randy? Randy's funnier. Randy's funnier, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Ben, mm. horny or randy? Randy probably wasn't around in your day. Randy wasn't it? around in my day. It's all horny these days. All horny these <laughs> days. You probably have a new days. word for it. What is it? Pain um, or something? Yeah, some sort of millennial word. Some kind word. of millennial word. Some sort of becomers I don't think word. We don't. Oh, watch that term. You wash your mouth out with soap, young man. Um, becomers. Do you have a um, word? No gagging, no. gagging for it. For some, oh, for some, yeah. I mean, you can be gagging for it. Like thirsty. There's, there's no harm in that. Thirsty, yeah, that's thirsty, it. thirsty. That's it. He's so thirsty. Thirsty has yeah. replaced it. Yeah, replaced ma- Randy. I prefer Randy. But generally speaking, thirsty is a negative term to derive that someone is too needy, clingy, yeah. and horny. Usually women. Yeah. Usually women. Usually, it is. Usually, it is. It is yeah. a sexist term. Isn't it good that there are negative words for women now? For so long, for so long, for so long, there was nothing to call a woman you didn't like. There is an interesting, there is an interesting side note. Sorry, my eyes are popping out of my head here. You can't. There was an interesting side note to that. In in the gay community now, you can have a thirst trap, which is an Instagram photo that is intentionally risque and would lead people to like it more due to revealing a bit of skin. That's what I do in all of my Instagram trap. A thirst trap. Remind me to show you a picture after the pod of a, a young Irish fit fam lad who posted a thirst trap photo where you can see very clearly that he has socks down his jaw. Oh, no. Oh, good. no. Oh, it's horrible. That's oh, not. It's, no, it's no good. Uh, our condolences anyway. to his family. Yeah. So it makes them all randy and they all end up getting off with each other. So mm, they decide nice. to burn her as a witch. Oh, very good. Oh, no. Right. So, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry, Ben. It's grand. Oh, it's no. grand. It all works it's out. Grand. No, it's, it's a grand. film. It's oh, it's film. a, yeah, it's, yeah, a it's, film. Grand. it's It's only a film. They don't really burn her as a It's not good. Yeah. Good. I was worried. Now, remember the poodle I mentioned earlier? Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Algonquin. He Same. ends up getting rid of the uncle. He puts a spell on the uncle. The dog. The, the, the poodle. dog, yeah. The dog does magic. He's yeah. a magic dog. It's like a, a magic Salem dog. the cat dog. It's like a Salem the cat oh, dog. Oh, excellent. That's the second time I've thought about Salem Saberhagen today. I saw a little black cat walking along my wall. Excellent. And Elvira has a magic ring. Leave it. Classic. Um, <laughs> and it gets her out of her binds as she's being burnt. And, oh, no. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she gets, she sells the house. She gets her money and she puts on her Las Vegas burlesque show. And it ends with her swinging her nipple tassels. Oh, like yeah. There's no tomorrow. Great. Yeah. So it's a. So the knockers. Great. So it's kind of full circle. We start with knockers circle. and we end with knockers. It's a circle knockers. of knockers. <laughs> the, 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 the nipple tassels go full you can make them go this way, you can make them go that oh, way, but you excellent. can't make them go opposite ways. Um, so yeah, it's a full circle, but I really do think that that was a film that really impacted me as a tiny child and impacted my image and personality as I grew up. How old were you again? 11 or 12. Oh, that's too young. So this is actually why Rachel's on the podcast today. Uh, the link down below, you can donate to her Patreon to raise funds for her Las Vegas burlesque show. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so far we have... 370, which is one nipple tassel. <laughs> we would like two, ideally. Yeah. Um, also, do not grab her knockers or you will receive a kick in the nuts. Fairly. 
Oh, fairly. Elvira or Rachel? No, Rachel. She has to go I and didn't raise money for. Realize we were going to be talking about my knockers. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of knockers was, talk here. It was ben. in defense of. Ben, you are such it was a sexist. in defense of Rachel's knockers. They deserve their own podcast. <laughs> um, here's my one, right? Well, Michael, tell us. When I was a wee, but a wee child, but a wee lad, a bairn. Mm. No, not a baby. A young man. Um, Ben, this might surprise you because I'm such a strapping and uh, terrifying man now. Yeah. I was a nervous child, a timid child. No you way, weren't. Really? You never was, were. I was quite timid. That's quite and surprising. we used to also rent videos from our local video shop. Yeah. This should have been called the what did you rent from your video <laughs> shop <laughs> that yeah. fucked you up in the podcast. <laughs> um, so the, the one that really stuck out for me was a remake, a 1980s remake of a 1940s or 50s classic, yeah. Invaders from Mars. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, tell us Right, me. so pretty low budget. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea is that a kid wakes up one night um, and he looks out his back window and he's looking out onto a farm and there's a light, a glowing light, mm-hmm. and he goes out to investigate the glowing light. And he finds that there's an alien spaceship that's landed oh, no. and is capturing people. Ooh. And... Uh, I, I think in the original it was a kind of body snatchers type deal oh, where nice. it replaced them right. but in the one I saw in the 80s it it drilled a little needle into the back of their neck and took over their brain oh that's not right right oh. and it gave them it gave them a little like nipple on the back of their neck that they covered <laughs> with a plaster yeah. just just to forewarn you yeah everything that I've mentioned I was trauma I was afraid of plasters I was afraid of sleeping face down in case the needle went into the back of my neck. I was afraid of looking out the window at night in case I saw the light. I used to, uh, I used to sleep in the same bedroom as my brother. Obviously, we're Irish twins, and I insisted: a, the window was always locked; Mm. b, the curtains were always pulled; and Mm. c, he slept by the window. So that if the aliens came, they would you take him first. <laughs> Look, you were afraid of being disrobed and probed. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? It's a, it's a, a legitimate fear. Many years <laughs> later, I discovered my brother was afraid of an alien or a monster that lived under the stairs. So he was more than happy for me to sleep closer to the he, door. Oh, oh, man. Lest the monster come in, it would get him. Wouldn't it have been awkward if on the same night, the monster under the stairs and, and the, the alien aliens. probers attacked at the same time and they saw each other like... Evening. 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 Hello. Took their respective victims. Or or kind of went, oh, oh, is this, is this your night? Oh, I thought on the sorry. roster. Oh, like man. Of cagey nonsense. Marie said that this was free. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Yep. Look, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 the aliens gradually replace everyone. I found this. a new name for the episode. A couple of cagey nonsense. No, we're just not putting that online, name. Ben. <laughs> So they they gradually replace everyone by kidnapping them and probing the back of their neck. And the kid, I think his name's Gary. He's the only one who knows what's going on, Mm. except for one woman and the army. Okay. And they show up to help, but the army gets defeated. And he discovers that, I think, copper is the alien's weakness. Uh. And he... Not coppers, not the famous (laughs) nightclub in Ireland. No, No, I was just waiting on another joke and I was just giving the warning (laughs) finger. Nope. Keep, going. No, keep going. No, keep going. Keep it's going. fine. We missed Copper. it. It's anyway, fine. Copper is their weakness. And he has a coin collection. <laughs> and he proves to be the key to saving the day. Oh, and wow. then he wakes up and it was all a dream. Oh. But then he looks out the window and he sees the glow again. Oh, oh wow. so it was a premonition. Or I don't know. But look, it freaked me the hell out. It sounds and like here's the thing. Can't blame you. Uh, unlike Rachel, like I don't go around gathering copper or looking for next question. <laughs> yeah. or looking for aliens fair enough um, 
Oh, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, what was I saying? Yes, that film, that sheer unadulterated terror that that mm. film inspired in me. Fair. I shook myself to sleep for about two weeks. Um, Michael. Not like Ben. <laughs> All right, okay. Not, don't shake myself to sleep. It's broad strokes. You don't shake with broad strokes. Furtive strokes. <laughs> Um, I think <laughs> I think how are we doing for time yeah, we're, we're fine I think that that film inspired in me a lifelong quest to try to regain that fear to feel that again oh wow oh. Okay. I think that's why I'm into horror is it also why you pull down people's shirt collars when you meet them yes ah. it's also why I'm always checking your nipple your checking in, yeah. case your, nipple in case you're an alien I think it might be why I learned martial arts so I could defeat aliens if I ever came across them. You had a copper pipe in your pocket. Yeah, just a length Make of copper, copper pipe. A few old two peas. Yeah. Grand. Um, yeah, so I think I live. I, it's a lifelong quest to try and be that scared again. Oh. And it's why horror films, I'm always watching it. I love them. I, uh, but I'm always a bit disappointed that I'm not scared after. Goodness. Can I ask a question? Hit me with your question. Um, did your brother, who will remain nameless, also see this film? Yeah. And it didn't have the same impact it had on him. Next to no impact. Wow, he, okay. if anything, he was annoyed by how scared I was. Right, okay. I'm older. Yeah. So he was like, "You're the worst older brother I've ever, ever. seen." Yeah. 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 And I think that has stuck with him to this day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless! Christmas is wow. always fun in Michael's house. Um, then what turned you into the? backwards weirdo yard so uh, well there's a few few things we don't actually have that much time on the podcast no not to go through everything that turned me into a weirdo Um, but the one that really affected me was do you remember Are You Afraid of the Dark I do indeed Are You Afraid of the Dark was the Canadian competitor for Goosebumps in the States didn't have Um, Jack Black yeah, didn't have Jack Black in the awful remake. Um, there's, awful. there's a Goosebumps 2 coming out yeah, without Jack Black. No, is he not in it? He's, no, in, he's it. not in the sequel. He's in it. The he's house with in... the clock on the walls. No, no, that's not Goosebumps. What's that? That's a different thing. Oh, is but it? there's also a Goosebumps 2 coming out now. Oh. Anyway, are you afraid of the dark? The first one's not bad, though. The first, isn't it? No, it's fine. It's oh, good. Okay. Lots of monsters and chasing. It's, it's pretty good. You're all right with it. It's about as good as Ant-Man 2. Oh. Is that our new barometer no it's just there's lots of monsters and chasing and trying to get a thing so it, it's quite similar it's quite decent would we be able to see that when we go to America today or would we have to go back you could probably see it on Netflix if you want mm. oh grand so yeah no. probably grand so yeah good sorry Ben one particular episode um, revolved around a group of children who found a and now secret you're terrified of pool. children I am terrified of children but that's beside the point it's more the commitment they represent than anything else um it's <laughs> a very revealing podcast um, marriage and children it usually is um, they find a secret swimming pool a boarded up swimming pool right in their high school mm-hmm. and t- two of the guys they're just some some good time some good time guys they want to have a, a swim in the secret Party swimming boys. pool yeah right but it turns out yeah that swimming pool yeah. was closed and annexed for a reason. What was the reason? And then we get a flashback and we find out from the janitor who used to be the lifeguard of the secret pool right. that there's an evil spirit in the base of the in the base of the pool. And I think the spirit in the base of the pool was a worker who fell into the concrete when they were pouring the oh, pool wow. foundation oh, nice. and they filled over him. That's they just he so died wild. in the concrete. They found him the next day and they they filled over him. So this guy you can't see him. The pool is perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you swim in the pool, Hand he drowns you. you. Oh. 
He pulls you in and you see him. He's this rotted kind of, and they they had a whole thing about how the chlorine had worn away his skin and like burned him to death. Like, and you could see him. He was really, you didn't see him until the end Mm. of the episode, but he would grab people and he would pull them down into the pool and drown them to death. Mm. That's what he did. I did not go near the deep end of my pool for a solid three months after seeing that episode. Your own personal pool. Are you Michael Barrymore? No, I swam every... No, because my parents made me Michael Barrymore. Michael Barrymore. A a gay man famously drowned in Michael Barrymore's pool. Pool. Like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. (laughs) Ended his career. Like the scandal of it ended his career. Michael Barrymore? He used to... (laughs) He was a TV presenter. Uh, He was a kind of Noel Edmonds type TV (laughs) presenter. family friendly... Entertainment. We should say at this point that no charges were nope, brought yeah, against. No Michael foul play. More, there was no foul play. Nice, Rachel. Nice, nice yeah, covering of the podcast. No, there. just I'm not covering it. There was an investigation. Nothing happened, yeah. but it did ruin his career, and people didn't know whether it was the fact that the guy had drowned in his pool. There was a lot of very salacious rumors that were brought out by rag newspapers. Mm-hmm, of course, um, none of them were proved true, mm. and but. People say whether it was that or whether the fact yeah. that he was he came out as gay kind of ruined his career. Mm. Could have been either, really. Could have been either. Anyway, back I think there was book. a lot of drugs involved too. There was, were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. None of us were there. No, we sure, were there. Sure, listen. I ben wouldn't. probably wasn't even born. I don't even know if I was born. I can't believe he doesn't know who Michael Barrymore. Anyway, what were you saying? Anyway, um, but I, I really struggled with that episode. What's a hot spot? Not. It's because <laughs> what? What's a hot spot? Not. I'm lost. Oh, right, well, that's what we're doing afterwards. I'm lost. Um, but yeah, interestingly, um, I think that's the large reason that I became a lifeguard and did all that stuff afterwards because mm. I was so terrified. But the janitor had it worse because he used to date a girl and you get a flashback in this episode and her little brother was swimming in the pool and he was very nervous and the lifeguard said, you go ahead while I hit on your sister. And he's like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And then this creature makes itself known and starts to drag the umflow down and he tries to save the kid and fails. So you have a whole scene where he fails to save a little boy from drowning. Does he try and save him from the high chair? The umpire's chair? No, he, he doesn't. He comes down like he's like trying to... It's very traumatic when you watch the episode. Like there's a lot of like screaming and please don't let me die kind of stuff. Very Peter... Oh no, can we give you that spoiler? Infinity War spoiler? Yeah. Very, very Peter Parker at the end of Infinity War. is like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And this guy's like, no, 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 no. And he's trying to find it. And then he becomes the janitor and tries to stop people from ever finding the secret pool. Oh, wow. Okay. Ben, I bet you that if you go back and watch that, that scene is much less dramatic than you think it was. But you see, that wouldn't have the trauma that gave me the I know, the but that's, weird thing. that's yeah, kind of what I'm it's, saying. It's, 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 it's interesting, though. I'd yeah. say it was probably quite tame, really. Probably. And quite were, short. And yeah, probably. But your tiny brain—it's seared itself onto my tiny little brain. Mm. Mm. So that was a, that was a big one for me. Um, but we did turn this over to Reddit, Michael, we and we we tried to find out a bunch more. Um, and we we came up with some pretty good ones from the Reddit movies. So yes, Reddit. what the Reddit people said. Um, yeah. Well, we asked we asked Reddit movies and Reddit comics. Reddit comics as well. Um, what we you know what you read that kind of just imprinted on your tiny little brain. Um, and. Uh, one of the big ones that I found since we've been talking about Spider-Man so much uh, was Spider-Man issue 294 uh, apparently one of the Redditors his name is Weird Mountain he said that his uh, like oh that's a weird mountain exactly exactly he said that his mom got him a subscription to Spider-Man uh, that started with issue 288 and this was in 1987 and there's a last few panels in issue 288 where Craven the hunter puts oh, a rifle in his yes. mouth yeah. and squeezes the trigger wow, he kills himself Craven's at the end last hunt. that's Craven's last hunt and are you telling me that you haven't read Craven's last hunt I have read Craven's last oh, hunt because okay. uh, it wasn't part of the retrospective you did on Spider-Man <laughs> earlier <laughs> 
Um, let's just do a little test, the Ben test. How old were you in 1988? I didn't exist in 1987. Very good. Wow. Basic numeracy, taking a leap. Um, <laughs> what, so we, I'll, I'll have a look at the, the movie one there, on. Ben. I had a look. Uh, the classics. Yeah. You know the ones you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy. Freddy. Nightmare. Oh, Can't sleep. Freddy. Nightmare. Freddy was one for me, actually. Very That's brief. a big one for you. Very briefly, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, when I was about 10 me and my brother were permitted to watch Nightmare on Elm Street by our parents. Right. This was in the old broadcast television mm-hmm. days. Oh, it was and on the telly. It was on the telly. And our parents were going to watch it downstairs in the living room and we were going to watch it up in the bedroom. Oh, great. And Good I, place to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, in my memory, my mother decided not to let us watch it about 10 minutes in because she thought it wasn't suitable. But I think it was probably my fault. I probably freaked out. Right. Mm. And kind of encouraged my mother to not let us watch it you were a nervous child I was a very nervous child Mm -hmm. and my brother negotiated allowing us to watch an episode of The X-Files instead oh Oh, no not a good trade it was the episode of The X-Files with the guy who could set things on fire with his mind not a good trade I've only ever seen about five episodes of The X-Files but I loved that one did you see the one with the stretchy man the stretchy man I watched the stretchy man one because you recommended it to me oh very good yeah Um, but yeah, I think I, the the fireman one wasn't that scary, but I was so on edge anyway. Yeah, it just it, it did a bit more damage. over the edge and it did Would a bit more damage. Would it be 10 minutes in when the hand comes through the bed and pulls Johnny Depp in? Was I think that so. when you started freaking out? Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp in X-Files? Johnny Depp. No, no he's in, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, right, okay, sorry. I don't think he, he survives further than that, though. It's not that's not ten minutes yeah. in. He's he makes it most of the way through the movie. I'm just remembering the first kind of hand coming through yeah. the thing and just... Like, it's pretty Freddy gross. was a pedophile. He wasn't. Was he not? No, he was a child murderer. Oh, child murderer. New Freddy is a pedophile. Pedophile, yeah. Oddly enough. Yes. <laughs> it's weird that we have that category yeah. of how bad a person... No, no, no. Child murderer. Is he not yeah, that bad? Fine. Not a fine. <laughs> He's not a pedophile. Um, how dare you, Rachel? <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people had Freddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jaws. Jaws is a big classic. The shark. Yeah, um, I still never got over Jaws. Still have issues with sharks I, I still think you've got a whole water I've thing. I've got a whole water thing. I love sharks. Which is weird because I spent a lot of my time swimming and or lifeguarding and or doing whatever well, find someone there Ben who saw Robocop uh, oh there was there was a Robocop one but I'm in the I'm in the comic discussion now mm. so I'll have to go back to the the other one but uh, I remember that one of the commenters mentioned specifically the scene where he's being um, hung from the he's half a body Robocop and he's oh. been yeah and he's woken up he's part as, robot part as, cop and shown yeah Robocop yes mm-hmm. nice. uh, and he's shown how, how little human is left Oh, yeah. Isn't him. that from the remake? Uh, no, but there's a scene in the original where so, he wakes up on I a... I have no memory of that. Mm. The remake is very disturbing, but it wasn't that bad, actually, as no. remakes go. It got a bad rep. So, I, I have a theory on the Robocop thing. Go on. I have a theory that a lot of kids were allowed to watch Robocop because he was one of those classic 80s things that mm. started as a 18s mm. horrific adult thing Fair. and then got kidified. He got an animated he series. Did. He got yeah. action figures. Yeah. His TV show was relatively That's tame. Very true. And then parents say, it's just Robocop. He's a kid's character. Of yeah. course they can watch Robocop. And then you watch Murphy getting blown to bits. Fair Who, enough. Who's the... I found a comment here from another one, uh, which I can't say this username, but it's HFR6009. Ruffer6009. Ben. We all know that guy. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Okay, I'm just not just not down anymore with the kids. Uh, but anyway, Robo uh, Robocop. Uh, he specifically references "Give the man a hand." 
Oh, yeah. uh, where your man kicks him out with the back of the is that the kicking no, out they, the back of the they, blow, they blow his hand off yeah, they blow yeah. his hand off yeah, yeah that was it That's and then the other one is the executive slaughter in the bathroom mm. and then the big robot which would surely give you a, a bloody complex about technology trusting technology where they tell it to stand down head 209 yes yeah. That's, yeah. That's, That's, the, the That's the executive the slaughter in the, yeah. that is a scary scene as a kid because yeah. you're watching this robot preparing to kill this man and he initially is laughing it off as you would if someone pointed a gun at you yeah. as a joke. He's like, you taking the piss? Yeah, and then yeah. he's like, no, turn it off, turn it off. And then he just kills the shit out of them. It's, yeah. it's kind of scary. And we'd only been used to fun robots. Fun robots. Johnny Five and stuff. Yeah, you know, Optimus Prime. Prime. Optimus Prime. Batteries not included. Exactly, yeah. Batteries were never included, really. <laughs> no. um, one last honourable mention before we, we wrap it up is um, certain cartoons that kids get to watch. We had a great comment from a friend of the podcast, Laura, mm-hmm. uh, on our Instagram. And she mentioned him from the Powerpuff Girl. Him was the bizarre yes. Satan kind of parallel lobster with the lobster hands and his thigh high boots and his thigh high boots, He's and it was really neither kinky. it was neither man nor woman. It was him, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it wasn't specifically a man or a woman. And she, he had the strange high pitched voice, and mm-hmm. he could warp reality to mess with the Powerpuff Girls. He was a bit like um, one of the characters from Futurama. Doctor Zoidberg. Doctor Zoidberg. No, no, no. He was like a. He was like a kind of transvestite Doctor Zoidberg. No, no, no. Zoidberg. Like I think it was Satan. Satan. The robot Satan. The robot Satan. Yeah, I guess it would have been similar to that. And he just messed around with the Powerpuff Girls all the time. But he used to have really twisted episode arcs where he'd like turn all the girls' friends and families against them, where they'd be like, "I hate you. You're not good." Like really disturbing stuff. He used to pick on Bubbles quite a lot as well. Yeah, he didn't like Bubbles because she was the joy and the laughter. Yeah, she was the joy and the laughter. Yeah. Twisted stuff. And then uh, I remember Ren and Stimpy. I remember Ren and Stimpy was very disturbing after a while. I remember particularly they used to do the close-ups on like grotesque feet or grotesque facial features and they'd be hyper-realistic kind of rendered things and they'd like reef toenails out or teeth out. It was really weird when you think about it again. And then the bizarre um, toast mascot Remember Stimpy used to ride, or Ren or Stimpy, I can't remember which one, used to ride around on his ass cheeks. He'd go hop oh, on my yeah. buns oh, and they'd yeah. fly all over. Like, very strange stuff mm. for it's kids really to be weird. watching. Yeah. Um, Rocco's Modern Life was a big 90s one. Too, that's too late for my taste, Ben. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay, Rocco's Modern Life was really, really strange where um, it was a guy who basically lived in an apartment complex in kind of a San Diego parallel mm-hmm. universe kind of thing and his landlady would constantly hit on him and she was could say that you children? could you could yeah Rocco's Modern Life was on in the later slot in Nickelodeon on Fridays is he a dog? yeah he's a, no he's a kangaroo kangaroo, kangaroo. He's, he's an Australian kangaroo. he's an Australian guy living so in this so he's seen Ant-Man and the Wasp thing. he probably has um, but he used to be always late on his rent and he'd be harassed kind of sexually by his landlady who said that if you don't have your rent you can give me a kiss and stuff like oh, this so I mean you know mm. hashtag Rocco too the classic, you know? uh, the classic terrifying landlady was in was it Kingpin? The, the bowling movie. Oh, yeah. 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 God, that was... Um, we also had a few comments, Ben, from people who accidentally watched porn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's really what we meant. But, <laughs> but it's fine. Like, we'll, we'll take it. Flesh Gordon, he picked up the wrong copy at the, uh, yeah, the sure. rental place. Yeah, he wanted sure, to pick Jen. up Flesh Gordon and he got the 70s porn Gordon's parody. alive! <laughs> Gordon's aroused. Um, Etc. Um, so, yeah. Dispatch War Rocket Ajax. <laughs> bring back his jism. <laughs> That was Flesh Gordon. Personally as well, look, we can't get through this episode without talking about Catwoman. Oh, look, um, Michael, as you know, has mentioned many times in the podcast that Michelle Pfeiffer in a tightly clad leather cat suit. PVC. Um, PVC, sorry. Uh, PVC, sorry. Uh, it has to be shinier. It just doesn't do it for Michael. Um, he was a formative experience for him. It was It was ben, one of the... off in a reverie now. I find the, it very hard to find women who aren't Michelle Pfeiffer attractive. 
Over the my my own lovely lady, obviously. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Rachel and I were I've, looking at each other, going, "How do we say?" I've got yeah. two two peculiar <laughs> peculiar likes: <laughs> Michelle okay. Pfeiffer from Batman Returns and my own lovely lady. Oh, okay. How old were you when you saw Michelle Pfeiffer? Well, let's ask Ben. Uh, ben, I was born in 1982, mm-hmm. and Batman Returns, I believe, came out in 1993. 1992. Was that the one that Kiss from Roses was from that yes. we were all very surprised about? Yeah, 1992. Was it 92? Yeah. So you were 10 years old. But oh, didn't see it in the cinema. Okay. So probably 94. Probably <laughs> 94. Yeah. Then you were... Oh, crap. You were 12 years old, Michael. Yes, 12 so you're 12 years old. Right. Like myself. Right on the button. Right Next on the button. week on Ben Learns Maths. Um, it was 1992. It was 1992. I'm a huge Batman fan. Yeah. Anyway, so you, PVC, I feel I... You have two cats now. That's oh, nothing on, to do with it, Ben. Is it anything to do that's with the... Weird. That's weird. Anything to do that's with your weird That's thing? very insulting. Okay, that's the end of the episode, folks. If you had anything that really affected you way too much, do you want to do that tut again? Let me just include it. Very, very good. Um... Next week, we're going to have Rachel back to do ASMR and pop culture. Um, we're going to have lots of tutting. I'm basically going to say things in a whispery voice that are slightly sexist and demeaning towards women. And she's going to give her disapproval in a, a gentle sound. Um, our normal life. Normal service. Our normal life. Pretty much how we interact on a daily basis. Correct. Um, if you had anything that mentally scarred your tiny little mind, well, let us know down below. Hold on. It doesn't have to be scarred. Formative. If you have yeah, a formative, formative experience. Yeah. Tell us your formative experiences. Um, because I think... I'm just going to touch you now, Ben. And a lot of people, when they think of this type of thing, they go to negative. Yeah, you know, what I, I, mean? I did. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have like, to be negative. Even though that that alien movie scared the fucking shit out of me, I like who who I've become because of it. So I don't I don't consider that a scarring thing. Well, that makes I, one person I, in the room, Michael. So that's. Good. I'm enjoying chasing the dragon of trying to scare scared again. Jesus yeah, out of yeah. yourself. Remember when we went to that horror thing? We went to that horror thing. Oh, that was amazing. Can we have a brief word on that? <laughs> go on, go on. So, um, for Michael's birthday last year, um, myself and Michael and our two respective, um, lovely, partners. respective lovely partners, male and female, um, Michael's lovely lady partner arranged for me and my gentleman partner and Mike to go this to... This is so uh, complex. Ha- I know. To go to a haunted house experience in the RDS in mm. Dublin. And basically, you spent the whole time just being chased by people, people jumping out at you. Oh, man. It was absolutely terrifying and hilarious. It was hilarious. It was amazing. There were, when we came out of the... It's in three houses. And we came out of the first one. I didn't think I was able to go into the second one because it's such a pain in my stomach from laughing. <laughs> mm. I was going to die. What was your favorite bit, Michael? Look, I really like the bits where you got scared. I know. <laughs> if you're going, go with a scaredy cat. Because Are you a scaredy little... cat, Rachel? I don't like being chased. Fair enough. This is something that... I don't know if you should have revealed me. that. I don't think any women like being chased, to be honest. That's... Well, some do. Even playfully, Michael <laughs> has tried to playfully chase me around the place where we work and I don't enjoy it he has also received many an arm lock and arm grab and things like that for jumping out at me saying the name of a person which we will not reveal here to frighten me Um, Barney? No, it's look. It's no, it's, uh, never get it. it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it was a great haunted house experience. I don't know if I could do it again though. No, you'd want to do a different one again. Yeah, yeah. 
But look, give it, give it a look. Ben, do the round, do the wrap up. In that case, ladies and gentlemen, since we've kind of reframed the narrative there, um, <laughs> Michael is just resting his head on my shoulder. It's so off-putting. Um, let us know. Oh, we had a transformer hit me in the back there as well. Yeah. It's all going south. Um, let us know what positive formative experiences some of uh, your pop culture favorites have had on you. That might make a nice change. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter still. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah um, um, oh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, our Twitter, our, our Twitter, I have mostly been using to harass Marvel Ireland <laughs> for, not, <laughs> for not releasing it. It was fair enough. Um, it is actually quite fun to go through our Instagram and look at the amount of comments that Michael has placed on various Marvel promos for different things, <laughs> and the amount of people that chime in to either support or degrade him for this insult. Um, so check that out. Give us an L like. Give us an L subscribe, and go check us out on our audio platforms as well. Um, Big, massive thank you to the wonderful Dr. Rachel. Uh, she will be launching her own podcast on the Michael and Benjamins Podcast Network soon. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's out there who needs a hand getting some stuff done, you're going to want to listen to that one. Yeah. Uh, it could be home improvement. It could be something else. Yeah. I've left you hanging on for more. Anyway, thanks a million, Rachel, for thank coming Thank you very in. much. Thanks for having me. You were Mrs. Yeah. Oh, there, you <laughs> I couldn't even end it with that. Okay, All bye. right, everyone. That's it from us. Bye. 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 <laughs>